Hi everyone, this is Chris Ashley. It's great to be back with you. So quick plug before we get moving, head over to changeyourmind.changeyourreality.com. Sign up for my newsletter. I will send you a free PDF guide that is going to help you design, create, manifest your dream life and get started doing it right away. My private coaching clients see immediate results with this technique and it's free. So go, go get it. Go check it out. Go do yourself that favor. Uh, second, my book is coming out June 20th. It'll be available for pre-order sometime in April, a date to be announced. And if you follow me on social media, that would be amazing. I'm at Change Your Mind with Chris on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. Um, podcasts. So, yeah, give this five stars, thumbs up, share it, help spread the word. It would mean so much to me. So today we are going to talk about relationships and maybe you have a partner already. Maybe you're hoping for that romantic relationship and this goes for any kind of relationship. It can be an intimate one, whether you're straight or gay or a lesbian or anything else that you identify as, but it can also be relationships with friends, with uh, parents, with coworkers, whatever it is, the information here is going to resonate, but especially for those romantic relationships. So even if you have a really great romantic relationship, maybe you'll be able to apply some of these techniques and advice to it. So humans have two really big fears. The first fear is not being enough, and that could be um, being worthy enough, being sexy enough, being smart enough, being skinny enough, um, making enough money, being young enough, looking young enough, whatever that thing is for them. And maybe there's multiple as you're thinking about this. Maybe some things are coming into your head about yourself. And then the second one is their fear of not being loved. And that is a huge driver because as humans, we are herd animals. We crave each other. We crave community. We crave touch and attention and to be seen by other people and to be heard by other people. So there's kind of this stigma out there that like, ooh, wanting attention is bad, but it's such a human, a deep human need. So the problem is that most people go into intimate relationships, especially, but relationships of any kind, uh, wanting something, right? They, they, they go in wanting a result or wanting something from another person. And then when their needs aren't met, they get disappointed. But if you go into relationships expecting to give instead of get, then you're going to get as well. So it's that shift in mindset. What do you go into relationships wanting and can you change it to what can I give this other person? Now, that doesn't mean that you're a slave to their every desire. Of course not. But if you go in wanting to share parts of yourself, wanting to be vulnerable, wanting to express yourself, wanting to show someone else love and affection, you're going to get that reciprocal back. You know, the quality of your life is the quality of your relationships. And that's a really big thing. And that can be a relationship with another person. It can be definitely a relationship with yourself, maybe a relationship with uh, the source, the universe, your creator, God, whatever you call it. But relationships are fundamental. And I would argue that all relationships stem from the relationship that you have with yourself. 
because don't mind my puppy back there because the way that you feel about yourself your relationship with yourself dictates the tone for all the relationships in your life now one of the biggest challenges when people um, have relationship issues is they start to do what's called stacking of negatives so They'll start looking at another person and say, oh, they they always do this thing or they're so selfish or they always try to judge me or they always do this. And those words always and never are so dangerous. My husband and I are really, really careful to not say those kind of things because no one always does something or never does something. Right. Those are kind of little jabs that you that you say to someone. But, you know, as you start to look at someone in a negative light, you start to stack these negatives against them. But think about when you first met that person, right? They probably, if it's a romantic relationship, swept you off your feet. You probably noticed only their positive traits, right? So it's about what you focus on in that other person. (laughs) My puppy is getting so restless because it's 3.20 already and I haven't taken him for a walk yet today. But I promise, Wooly, you're getting a walk after this. So there are only two forms of communication. And A Course in Miracles sums this up so beautifully, and it is a quote that I use all the time. There are only um, two forms of communication, expressions of love or call for love. So A Course in Miracles says that every act is either an expression of love or a call for love. And that's a really beautiful way to think about the world and every interaction you have with another person. And I think about this often if I'm at the grocery store and someone's snippy or someone like cuts me off in traffic or if someone lashes out at me, right? Um, you know, when your partner's freaking out at you, when they're, they're telling you to do the dishes, damn it, or take out the garbage or why do you leave your stuff all around? They are calling out for love. They have a need that's not being met. And it probably has nothing to do with the garbage or the clothes on the floor, right? But that's how it's expressing itself in that moment. So rather than getting defensive back, we can think, oh, this is a call for love. Let me let me communicate with them a little bit easier. So... So when your chemistry starts to go down with someone and you start to build up all of these frustrations and you start to stack all of these negative things, you and you, you start to create this story about them, right? Like they're just trying to control me or like they're just so selfish or I don't really even matter to them. And these stories that you start to create start to spiral. And that's because these little day things that just kind of rub up on you and just start off as little irritants rub and rub and rub and they're never really addressed and so you start to stack negative and negative and negative on top of a person until you create this story around them and that can go for a lot of things in life sorry i had to go get a treat for the dog so he would calm down so (coughs) basically we have this tendency to look for the negative Excuse me. And expectations destroy relationships. If you trade in your expectations for appreciation, then everything is going to change. When you appreciate your partner, not only do they feel appreciated, but they feel loved and they feel respected. And it's going to make them want to treat you the same way. 
So 95% of success in a relationship has to do with selection. But that's not exactly what you think. I'm not talking about selecting the right partner. I'm talking about selecting the version of you that you're going to show up as. Are you going to show up as, just making sure this is recording, are you going to show up as the whiner, as the person that's always negative, as the person that's always criticizing? Are you going to show up as, instead, as the playful one? Are you going to show up as the flirty one? Are you going to show up as the loving one? Are you going to show up as the charming one, it, 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 it's up to you, right? Because we all have these different parts of us. How you show up in any given day is, is up to you. It's a choice. And chances are when you first met that person, you were putting your best foot forward. Then as you get comfortable, things go on, you quote unquote, let yourself go a little bit. And, and maybe you stop dating that person, right? So I like to kind of think about putting myself in the mindset of when I first met my husband, you know, and, and maybe that's dressing up, right? Maybe that's being a little flirtier. Maybe that's really consciously dating. And like, yeah, you don't need to try to impress the person you're with. They love you for who you are, but they also appreciate when you show up like that, right? When you show up as your best self, because then they're going to show up as their best self. You have to decide that you are 100% responsible for the success of your relationship because you have the power to change your state of mind, right? And if you change your state of mind, you are going to change the other person. No one's going to change by you nagging them, right? No one wants to be coached or nagged all the time. But if you start to show up in a really fun and respectful and loving way, they are going to reciprocate that. The way that you change someone is first by changing yourself. And that is one of the fundamental lessons that I teach in my book, that I teach in so many of my videos, that you can't change the outside world by force. You change the outside world by changing yourself first. <clears throat> now, John and Julie Gottman are a couple who have studied relationships and couples for years and years and years, decades and decades. And they have come up with the four horsemen of the apocalypse, the four big indicators that a relationship is going to fail. And they even claim that they can spend 15 minutes with a couple and know whether or not they're going to get divorced in the next five years by if they do these four things. So the first thing is criticism. And this is, you know, constantly criticizing your partner and placing blame on them saying they did this wrong, they're doing this bad, they did this. It's all about blame on them. The second one is contempt. So this is disrespect, it's sarcasm, it's cynicism, it's superiority, it's a body language that, that tells them as well. The third one is defensiveness. So this is making excuses, playing the victim, never taking responsibility. And if you've been following my work, that's another really big thing that I talk about in all areas of life. Stop playing the victim. Get out of victim mentality. Let me let my dog out here. Get out of victim mentality and take responsibility for your own healing. And then the fourth one is stonewalling. So this can look like closing down, shutting out. Maybe it's looking at your phone or playing a video game while the other person's trying to engage with you and totally ignoring them. So 
the way to undo all of these things is to show up in a better way for your person. So let's see here. First of all, stack all the positives, right? Um, speak in ways that are non-arguable. Don't blame the other person. Take responsibility for the way that you're feeling because no one is responsible for your happiness except you, right? No one can ruin your day, your week, your life unless you allow them to. And again, we can't control our partners, but we can shape our partners by taking 100% control over ourselves. So, Instead of defensiveness, take responsibility. To get rid of uh, contempt, show appreciation. Uh, to get rid of criticism, stack the positives. Uh, to get rid of stonewalling, show up for them. You know, be present. Allow them to be seen and heard and valued. So, I'm going to just leave you with one other thought. This is a way to end all arguments. And Julie Coswell dis, um, discovered this, and she calls it her SO method, S-E-W-SO. So S stands for sensation, E stands for emotion, and W stands for want. So this is a great way to end ever having an argument again. And of course, you're going to slip up, but you can always remind yourself and your partner as you're, as you're communicating. So sensation. You want to say what you're feeling physically in your body. So it's not some out there concept, right? It's not, it's, it's about getting into your body because that brings you into the present moment and it gets you out of your head and out of the story you're telling. So you might say, my chest feels really tight. And then the next thing you say is an emotion. And Julie Coswell says there's five core emotions. It's mad, sad, glad, excited and scared. And then there's spin-offs of that. But again, you want to make sure that you're not getting um, really conceptual with something. It's a very tangible emotion. So you might say, I have a tightness in my chest because I'm feeling scared. And then you say what you want. So that might be, I have a tightness in my chest because I'm feeling scared because I really want this relationship with you to work and I'm scared that I'm scared of losing you or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. But the idea is there's nothing arguable in that sentence because you're not placing blame on the other person. So rather than get defensive, that person's going to listen to you and be like, oh, they're telling me what's going on in their body what their needs are because so often a little floaty so often we talk about in arguments what we don't want we don't want the other person to do this we don't want them to do that they're doing this and we don't like it but we don't just communicate so clearly and so simply and so beautifully what we actually do want all right so I'm going to end this. The puppy really needs to go out, but hopefully you've gotten a few tidbits here. Um, and, you know, I will just say like one more thing that makes relationships kind of break down is when something becomes more important than your partner. So maybe it's your work or maybe it's the kids or maybe it's it's a project that you're doing or school or whatever it is. If something becomes more important than your partner, the relationship will start to break down. And a lot of relationships, um, 
and again, this, I know like the trolls always come out. This is not talking about abusive partners or narcissistic people. This is talking about two, two people that want to have a healthy relationship. Um, you know, a lot of people give up too soon. So stay persistent. You know, you kind of have to keep falling back in love. And my biggest piece of advice is to just tell that person what you appreciate every day. Like start to make, keep a notebook and notice how many criticisms or negative things you say to your person every day and how many positive things you say. Like my husband and I tell each other we love each other all the damn time. We're constantly texting each other cute little things like we first started dating, like how grateful we are for each other, things we think the other person will laugh at, or like cute pictures of each other. So never stop dating. Make that person number one, and your relationships will flourish. Good luck. I hope you all learned something from this, and please follow me online, share, subscribe. I will see you next time.